Hey, and welcome back to Holistic Health Masterclass podcast. Uh, before we hop into today's show, I um, just wanted to make a quick announcement here. Um, obviously, those of you who are following me on Facebook would have seen this already, um, but I recently announced that I will be doing a live five-week autoimmune program for patients so this is not a practitioner program of course if you're a practitioner who wants to come and learn that's great but the the main focus here is to spend five weeks with people in a group setting and the lectures will be every monday night in newmarket in ontario so the between 7 and 9 p.m and uh, I will be live streaming that online as well because I know a lot of people um, have, you know, obviously outside of where we live here in Ontario have requested that I do this for them. Um, so I will be live streaming the whole event over the five weeks. We'll be in a group format. So we'll be on holistichealthlive.com. We'll be in that platform where we can communicate outside of the evening lectures. But there are a ton of resources that I want to give you. And the reason why I decided to do this was because, you know, there's a lot of people who just cannot afford five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to go and work privately with a functional medicine practitioner. And then the other end of the spectrum is you've got people that are in um, all sorts of different groups and getting conflicting information and trying to DIY it with blogs and whatnot, and they're not just get they're just not getting anywhere. So the idea was to um, address the five root causes of all autoimmune disease. So I'm not going to be going specific into any one particular autoimmune disease. The idea is to uh, understand the five primary drivers of autoimmune disease and address those. Okay, so that's what the intention is behind the program. Uh, if you go on to holistichealthlife.com, um, you can check out exactly what's on offer. You can see what the whole program is going to look like. And I will be doing this in conjunction with Nature's Emporium. So Nature's Emporium are hosting the event. I'm obviously presenting the event. Uh, so yeah, when you click through, you'll eventually see you'll land up on their page. And that's where you will register um, for the event. So holistichealthlive.com. Um, of course, also check out my Facebook page. Um, uh, all the details are there. Okay, website. It's all over the place at this point. So I just want to let you know that October 20th, the early bird will be expiring um, on October 20th. So that's five days from now. And the live event will be starting on October 28th. All right. So uh, if you're interested in attending, um, definitely don't delay. Uh, seats are limited because it's a live event. And also, I don't want to have like a ton of people in the group. Um, it's just a lot harder to manage. And I want to try and help people as much as I can. Right. So uh, on to today's show. Uh, Krishna Madapa is uh, my guest today. And I got to say, I had so much fun uh, recording this episode. Uh, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of season three that I wanted to do more in the way of uh, more spiritual, um, you know, spiritual side of things, um, maybe a little bit more esoteric, maybe a little different. And I feel like today's episode really encapsulated that. So again, a very unpolished podcast, which um, I think for what we're talking about was kind of cool. Uh, you will hear Krishna is actually in Bangalore at the time of recording, and you will hear horns going off and traffic outside his room. So again, it is very unpolished, but um, I think adds a layer of authenticity uh, to the show. And really, um, what we talk about on today's show is, covers quite a lot of ground, but we talk about um, a few key areas, right? So we obviously, we talk about energy, we talk about spirit, we talk about light 
and we talk about water, all right, and what that really means for us on a more, I guess, uh, on a more tangible level, right? But Krishna's specialty is something called gas discharge visualization, which is actually a tool um, based on Kirlian photography. So if you're not familiar with Kirlian photography, uh, really what that is, is taking the a, a picture, if you will, of the energy fields surrounding animate and inanimate objects. Okay, so that was developed then further by uh, Dr. Konstantin Korotkov. And um, Krishna has been working with Dr. Korotkov for uh, 25 years. So GDV, I've actually used it in clinic, as you will hear on the show. So I've worked in an energy medicine clinic. I've used the equipment. It's pretty profound, I got to say, pretty crazy stuff. Um, we also talk a little bit about essential oils. We talk a lot about spirit. And um, you'll hear in this episode, um, we sort of keep coming back to spirit. We keep coming back to that sort of undercurrent. But what's really cool, um, I had a fun time uh, actually doing breathing exercises and a short meditation with Krishna on the show. So uh, once you get into this, you'll actually be able to do that for yourself. And a really neat one-minute technique, if you will, where you go through a few different cycles. And uh, anyway, so you'll learn how to do that on today's show. Um, Right, so I think that's about it from my side. Um, Check out the show notes for all the details where you can connect with Krishna. Um, Also, holistichealthlive.com where you can sign up for the autoimmune program and uh, i think i'm going to leave it at that so i hope you enjoy today's show here is krishna madapa hello krishna welcome to holistic health masterclass thank you for coming on dear brett a very good morning to you and here it is good evening in bangalore Yes. <laughs> and there is a magnificent thunderstorm. So a very good morning to you. Awesome. And a very good evening to you. So uh, we finally made this happen. Uh, it, it took us a little while. And I know you've been traveling and I've been traveling. Uh, but I'm very, very excited to have you on the show to talk about some things that I think a lot of people out there have perhaps not really heard of at all. Um, and also to maybe deepen our conversation into uh, a little bit more of a spiritual um, conversation, which I know a lot of people, uh, you know, we were looking for that, right? We're hungry for that. But before we get into any of that stuff, um, you know, when we were chatting, when we first met, uh, it was interesting because I didn't actually know, I knew what you did, but I had no idea about the full background. And it was interesting for me to, to hear once we chatted how we had such mutual interests and we kind of knew some of the same people. And, you know, that was really good for me as well. I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be a good talk. So perhaps, um, perhaps explain to, to our listeners, how would you describe what you do and give us a bit of your background. Hmm. Well, a very good morning, very good evening, and afternoon to all you lovely folks across the planet in all our respective zones. Krishna, that's was initiated into all these arenas coming from one fundamental principle. And that fundamental principle is actually a seed that is imparted right at the point where one converges to the knowing that that seed is 
the purpose of why we are all here. And so when you say that, uh, where, where, what, you know, you and I have obviously chatted a little bit and you have a few areas that you have really gone very in-depth uh, in. Can you perhaps expand a little bit on that? And then you also see people, right? So you also help people in, in somewhat of a therapeutic setting. So perhaps you can sort of explain a little bit of that too. I've been in Taos. I've been living in Taos now for last almost 30 years. And Taos is in New Mexico. And it's also a place where not only being a UN heritage site, but it's also a center where we converge to asking some of the most vital questions of life. And those vital questions of life are, isn't the fundamental purpose is for all of us to be optimal in what we are and where we are at all given points. Now, there's no yes or no to that, but it is an observation of thought. So when Krishna converged to Taos and came to Taos, the connection to the wisdom of purpose of being becomes fundamental and rudimentary. Rudimentary, because it is the soil on which we plant the seeds. We are also, Krishna is, I'm also using a lot of metaphors in speech, Brett. Mm-hmm. But we converge these metaphors into a very focused dimension because we take all that information and then we bring it to a single point. And what that single point is, is beyond wellness. It's about living in our optimal presence. And what is the optimal presence? We know that is the unified field. We know that. Mm -hmm. And that unified field is when you ask, tell me a little bit about what you have done, etc. It starts with the aspect, I would go back right to the point of birth. At that point, there was a thunderstorm. It was in the Andaman Islands. In that thunderstorm and lightning storm in the Andamans, there was an emergence, but also at the same time, during those formative periods in my mother's womb, she used to recite from the Gita, and hymns from the Gita is about energy. Now everything we convert is related to energy. In the material plane, Krishna has gone through, done schooling, and fostered in the field of mechanical and industrial engineering. And then in the United States also ventured into the field to obtain an MBA. And then converged into areas from creating marketing organizations to coming to one simple source is what today we term as wellness. Wellness. And that term wellness, to which now we've we've written thesis, works and works and works. And what converged Constantine and myself together was that one singular thought, when he said, when you awaken Krishna, 
to the realization that the most powerful force of all the universe is love. And there, as, as a science, he has brought forth the integration of the parasympathetic system into the energy body, integration of Ayurvedas, the meridian, the observation of the nature of energy flow, electrical conductivity that occurs in very, very vibrant channels, all the way to the point where we talk about even the bongan ducts that are in the microcapillaries. These are plasma fields. And these are all the understanding that has gone into the development of the software of dear Constantine. So to us, when I say us, I talk about the, the wisdom that has been imparted because education is for no other than to not enlightenment. It is to be present, that's all. Mm -hmm. And when you are present, there is an ecosystem that fosters it's the nature of life itself, which is the dynamism of life in which these guys there in, at one time it was beyond the Iron Curtain or behind the Iron Curtain, have a deep connection with the Vedic period. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, let, let's, let's get into that a little bit because I think for our listeners, they probably don't really know what we're talking about right now. Um, you know, you and I obviously know what we're talking about, but I, I just want to preface this and perhaps just for our listeners, um, explain a little bit. So um, you do something and you've actually been studying this for a really long time, something called electrophoton imaging. It's sometimes uh, called GDV, which is gas discharge visualization. But in a nutshell, and I'm just going to say this very basically, and then I will let you expand. Really what um, Dr. Uh, Karotkov did, right? Konstantin Karotkov. I know you've worked with him for many, many years now. He's you know, become good friends with him. But 24 years. Right? Yeah, 24 years. I mean, that's a long time, right? I only got tapped into GDV uh, probably about 10 years ago, and I found it absolutely fascinating. You know, we used the equipment, mm -hmm. and um, in an energy medicine clinic, uh, I apprenticed there for one year, and it was very, very interesting, I got to say. But for those of you listening out there, um, a gas discharge visualization machine, essentially, what it does is it's built off of, um, uh, what's the word? It escapes me now. But essentially what we're doing is taking um, a, an image, right, of the energy field. And you can take an image of an energy field around a living organism, such as a human being, a plant, whatever. You can take a look at the energy field around water or around inanimate objects as well. Is that, do, I mean, just very, very simply, would you say that's, that's what that is, Krishna? Well, the, the, underlying, the underlying current which exemplifies, yes, dear Brett, correct. The underlying current, which is actually the seed of what led to the thought itself, was we are all energy. Mm -hmm. We are light and energy, light and information in a body of water. So the science, this is the science we are referencing here, is that this can be now recognized. Why? Because of the non-linearity of what dear Professor Mandelbrot was able to accomplish mm -hmm. 
and which led to fractal geometries and fractal mathematics. So we are referencing those algorithms that have been developed to the integration of these platforms we are looking at from what we, what across the world is well understood in the field of medicine and in the understanding of the sympathetic and the parasympathetic systems. Also the integration of that when we look at the vitality of life around collectively across time or recorded time, we mm -hmm. make a reference that we are beings of light, we are beings of energy, and there are mantras that go forth from the time of the Buddha and even before the Buddha. All that is what goes into the algorithms of how these guys think. Yeah. So, so if we're, I mean, I a hundred percent, like we are, you know, essentially precipitated light, right? We are, we are light beings. Um, but you know, a couple of questions, you know, and things that you mentioned here, when we talk, you know, obviously fractal geometry, I mean, that is really the blueprint for, for life, right? If you look at a flower opening, if you look at a hurricane, if you look at nature all around us, I mean, everything is based on that same, uh, you know the 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 same principles, right? The same uh, dimensions, but 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 one thing that you also mentioned here, which I thought was interesting, and and perhaps you can expand on, is when you're actually measuring someone's energy field, when you're actually taking a picture of someone's energy field, are you looking at the recorded history of their whole life, and that's what you're looking at right now, or are you looking at something that's happening right now only? No, from, from, there are, there are tears, you know, just like a cassata cake. <laughs> you know, when you go snorkeling and you begin to look into the depths. So at various scales of the depth, there are also tones and modalities. So I think similarly, the, uh, in the, in the actual content, in the content of the whole question is we are, we are seeing not just about the past, present, and future. Those are too simplistic a term to be refined. Mm -hmm. okay. But rather, we are fields of information. You see, we, we are fields of information. When we, and uh, let's take examples, which is the most succinct and most magnificent way which nature exemplifies. If you walk along a craggy coastline, and you've got the seawater across the craggy coastline, you'll see also there are areas where there is a softer temperance in the nature of the rock formations. So you can see very spiky to very soft and also very circular. See, which is again information. They're all information. All of life is information. Mm. And those information come. And of course, from the human perspective, we talk about the energy fields as a physical energy field, the one that hangs around close to you. And then you've got the emotional field, the one that is also connected, but oftentimes it, every, every now and then it will puncture through the field of the physical and then overlapping by the side of the emotional field will have all that has been coalesced through the content of emotions over time. And the time can be generational. 
time. Mm, interesting. Interesting. See, there, there is a simple way, there's a simple approach to this, but also we need to go to the source of where such quanta of data, and today we are very data driven. And we have the means to be able to touch that space, which is why CERN has been built to find the God particle, the Higgs boson. Mm -hmm. So similarly, this, this technology and this science, it is the science of bioelectrography, which in principle is the science of light. We are observing light so far in the visible spectrum that can be adaptable, that can be then passed on to the beings of the planet. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is, you, you know, when you, when you say, um, uh, it's just something, as you said, which I find interesting is, you know, we're seeing things in a visual spectrum, right? And the crazy thing is, is that we can only see a fraction of the full visual spectrum and we can only hear a fraction of the full uh, uh, audio spectrum, right? So, you know, when you think about that and then you couple that with our subconscious, for example, right? So we know that our subconscious in terms of our whole mind is really 90% of, of our whole mind, you know? So we're, there's most of our reality and most things are actually hidden from us and are completely subconscious or unconscious. And so I, what I found very interesting in working with um, GDV and with this, the science that you're talking about is you really do start touching things that are otherwise hidden and I found that you can almost give it a voice in terms of a visual representation, which was very fascinating to me. Yes, yes. And, and the, uh, the, essence, the essence is how, how, and it's the how. When you ask the question, all right, so I've got this, I've got, how do I, how do I entrain this pathway, how do I do this? It's not about the how anymore, even though the how is the first predominant question that mm -hmm. is asked. But rather, we see that just as we talk about circadian rhythms, we look at the, the, the notions and the waves of the nature of climate, breath, the patterns, the wind, the light, all this permeates within us, within ourselves, within our entire ecosystem all the time. And every breath that we take is connected with this. And we can measure the, the well, again, we talk about the science of joy. I mean, yes, the <laughs> technology of bioelectrography is a science of joy. Because what it brings out, it brings out the content of light in, in a manner that is still very adaptable that can be conveyed. We are still in kindergarten, dear Brent. Yes, 100% agree. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are still in kindergarten of learning. And it's not about the learning process. It is about the, when that, when that stirring is stirred, and that, when that stirring is stirred from deep within, and that thought has been conveyed out. Nothing can stop that thought. This is the quality of a teaching that is then 
continuous where there is no beginning and there is no ending to it. It's an essential to the course of how we, are, how we orchestrate each and every day that we are gifted to be here. Mm -hmm. And the GDV, the technology of the science, and the one who is steered into the thinking of this, to me, that's the core. That's the core. How we bring all this out into scale, that is essential. But when we understand the core and we are able to distill the core, truly then we go beyond the words healing, we go beyond the words of wellness, we live in touch with, we live in presence. Mm -hmm. How that we don't stumble and fall? My goodness, how can life be devoid of stumbling and falling? See, we are gifted with this lovely endocrine system that has many tales to tell. And if we, are, if we are in that space of our center, which is why the word inside out is even more prevalent now, is the moment you begin, what is within us is perfection. The outer world can attain perfection only when the inner world inspires, guides, molds, and shapes the outer world. So, so can I ask you something? Um, because again, you touch on some things that are very profound, but also, uh, I, I guess, just some questions from my side. So, hmm. you, you know, as within, so without, um, you know, etc. But, but here's the thing that I think is very interesting, and I would love to get your insight on it. Is obviously our inner world is affected by the external world, right? And if we're talking about, you know, us being precipitated light and energy fields in a body of water. Um, you know, we'll talk about water in a minute as well. But, you know, obviously, there's things that can disturb the electrical frequencies, right? So whether that is poor quality food, whether it's uh, toxic relationships, whether it is stress, whether it's electro electromagnetic frequencies, whatever that is. So I guess, um, you know, the question that I have is, is, if we are being shaped by our external world, what can we really do to improve the internal world, especially based off a GDV reading, right? So if someone comes into you, you map out their meridians and you map out their energy field and you can kind of see where the blockages are or the breaks are, um, et cetera, where, where do you sort of go from there? You know, how do you, how do you remedy and reconcile the internal and external worlds? So how about I share an example? Please. Uh, there's no better than an example. So I get a call from this lovely, lovely, lovely being who likes to schedule an appointment. So an appointment is scheduled. This goes back maybe about 12, 13, 14 plus years in Taos. So we, we do a scan. And uh, at that time, it was the GTV. So we did GDV, and uh, so I said, uh, uh, come, let us take a look, because but uh, this lovely being was very concerned about sharing the story, the story, the story of life. And of course, the story of life has many deep implications. And those deep implications, when we are able to mindfully look at and know that this entire 
field in which we are placed is to be really a playground. This is not. Mm -hmm. So there are so many tiers of which we've got to, to get to a diamond. How many thousand tons of coal do we have to clear? Right. So similarly, the analogies are very clear. The work is the work, which is why we are two-legged, as our dear brothers and sisters of the Hopi and the Hiva tribes, the Navajo and all these rich, rich nations of deep, deep, not beyond knowing and understanding, but the connect. That connect is the essence to which we are all already gifted with. We just have stuff to clear, that's all. And my goodness, the GDP shows that so beautifully. So how, do, how does Krishna start? So here's this lovely case study. Then we gathered the data and the story was shared and the story was being told. And uh, now uh, uh, I said, you take a look at this, uh, token, uh, take a look at the energy field. And when we look at the energy field, we are looking at essentially four sheets of color from a blue, a, a very light, clear blue, to a violet, to a pink, and to an orange that has a gold tinge to it. So these four, from the perspective of how we would look at uh, Vedic science, we would call them koshas. Anamaya kosha, pranamaya kosha, manomaya kosha, vignanamaya kosha, anandamaya kosha. There are few more after that too. So in our, in our uh, understandable terms here, we reference them as physical energy fields, emotional energy fields, and then those created from the emotions that permeate in that space. So we've called them psychological energy fields. And the outer band of the goal is the spiritual energy field. So one can begin to observe how they interplay with one another. And this is a direct visual. So <laughs> it is observation of the, also the, the nuances of how they permeate into one another, how they permeate. It's like you are sitting by the waters and watching the waters flow and they come, they hit the coastline, but there are many layers underlying. So similarly, you find these wonderful tears and where they converge, also you begin to observe what may be also going on. There may be a bulge out here, there may be spaces in between, they may be chalky and very spiky looking ones, but the moment we begin to also observe spaces between, no matter what we do, we are going to continue having spaces. True, isn't mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. Well, the deeper you go, I mean, that is fractal geometry, right? If you, you can just keep going as deep as you want and you will still see the same fractal energy, right? It's just on a different scale. Uh, is, Correct, is all. On, yeah. on a different scale. Yeah. This, is not, this is not taken too deep enough. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the mathematics, but we can save the mathematics for another period because that's a whole other depth yeah. and dimension <laughs> of interaction. 
but it's it's pure music. We are looking at music in flow, the rhythm of life in flow. We are looking at that's what Krishna sees when he looks at this. Given what also is defined in the terminology of how one would convey, because these are energy fields. But now let's go to the source. We are flows of light. And they all convey and carry information with them. Quanta of information. There's never a dearth of it. Now, how do we refine it? What steps are needed? That's all. Once we connect, once we connect, because we can do all kinds of things. We can uh, go to multiple seminars. We can go to multiple shows and do all various practices, but ultimately digest everything, get the nectar of it, and then bring out that nectar. When we, when we begin to touch these spaces, this is how, this is how uh, uh, Krishna has integrated. Well, we stopped at engineering, but that led on to now going deeper into the field of biophysics, and then meeting up with Constantine and going to Russia, getting deeper into all these now areas of looking at life from the way in Vedas we see life. What is whole comes from within. And mm -hmm. that can be observed. That can be, that can be refined. That's why we are given this glorious uh, ecosystem on which we thrive in. And this is so clear at so many levels. And the, the, the absolute elegance of the whole rhythm and the system is we are flows, as, as Albert St. Georgi said, we are electron flows inside of complex molecular systems. Until we begin to start observing these flows in complex molecular systems, well, then the rhythm of life starts to really get revealed. So hence, I said, we are still at infancy in this. And still, we are at the pinnacle of understanding what we can observe by gathering, gathering imprints of the ten fingers. We can gather imprints from two fingers. We can gather and look at each finger. So we go deeper and deeper and deeper, and each one takes you into a, into a fabric of learning to say how magical we are and what steps we can then undertake, which we can integrate into daily practices of life that don't have to be defined inside of, let's say, domain time, but they can be integrated, stay. When you, when you look at nature, simple example, and then we'll come back to this. You watch a cat in the evening, and that cat walks and if it, especially out by a yard where it's looking for maybe a little insect to play with, you see the way they move. That preciseness of balance is where we come to. So there are always events and, that are going on within the ecology of these magnificent species we call the human being. And that's the joy in how we can begin, and all of us, being in this area, sharing, invoking, guiding, many others, we are back to our example. 
we see that till there is full flow in the whole field, let's work on it. So I said to this lovely being sitting by my side, you see, my dear, you have spaces over here in the energy field, spaces over here. So mat no matter, you can continue with all the practices which you've been doing. And this is also a reference to all the practices. But also at the same time, let's take a look at what we see in the chakras. And we see that the chakras, even though they are in, their, in, in a strong domain, they are, they are feeling disempowered. Now, what is the source that drives each and every one? What is the force that drives nature? It's energy, no? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's power. I, and so, something, you know, I, 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 just because I've worked with it, I know exactly what you're saying. And I found, I, I want to just sort of share a couple things from my experience with it, right? Um, working mm -hmm. with this technology. Um, and also having studied Ayurvedic uh, medicine as well, right? Because there's just such an overlap with all of these things. And, and I'll bring in iridology, which is the study of the iris, because that also uh, ties into it for me anyway. So the one thing that I found was very fascinating in working with this was that essentially, you know, when you talk about holistic health, right, or holistic well-being, whatever you want to call that, we, we are talking about body, mind, soul, right? Body, mind, spirits. And I think that for a lot of people, it's very difficult. You know, the body, I think, is perhaps the easiest because it's tangible, right? But then when you get into the mind and you get into the spirit, I think those are often very elusive for people because you really have to sit with yourself. You really have to get to know yourself. And we don't really have a lot of tools to actually figure out the the mind side of it, right? So yes, we have psychology. Yes, we have psych psychotherapy, psychiatry, etc. Um, but but I think the, the, the interesting thing for me anyway that I observed was that so many physical ailments were actually rooted more in the mental, you know, the mental, emotional, uh, spiritual realm. And, and that was the thing that I found very fascinating with GDV, right, is, is using the technology. Um, you know, we had people that would come into the clinic with, with crazy back pain. I mean, they had back pain for 20 years. They'd been to all the chiropractors, the, tried everything. And then, you know, a combination of, of energy medicine with uh, essential oils um, and a bit of psychotherapy. And, you, you know, literally people's back pain would just disappear. Because you're not working on the physical pain, you're actually tracing it back to the root, which in, you know, I forget, it could be emotional, it could be mental, it could be spiritual. But that's one piece that I found very, very fascinating in working with this technology. And I don't know of any other technology that can really tap into that, right? Now, the other thing that was interesting for me is, you know, I do iridology, um, which is really looking at the iris of the eye. And, you know, as we said, um, mm. you know, I think most people know that the eye is a window to the soul. Right? Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah, but but, but the, the eye is also a map to the inside of your body. And so when I worked in the energy medicine clinic, what was interesting was I would do the iridology first, right? So I mm. worked with a doctor. I would do mm. the iridology and I would do my analysis and I would speak to mm. people and say, oh, you know, here's the nutrition side of it, blah, blah, blah. And then we would go in and I would not say anything to the doctor. I would have my report on my own and she would do the GDV. And so most of the time, the GDV would yeah. confirm what the iridology was saying and the iridology would link up with the GDV. 
And for uh, people sitting there looking at that, they were just like, wow, this is so much confirmation, you know, that this is what's wow. going on. And mm. I found that once people had that deeper understanding, they, they really started to, you know, the light bulbs would go off and they would start to look at their health in a very different way, you know, not just from a mere physical standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. So very, very interesting. So, and so the beauty of the beauty of this example. So I said, so my dear, let's we come. So we came out of we came out of the space where the GTV was, and we stood, and I said, here we are going to do a simple exercise, and this simple exercise is you take a bottle of water and you puncture a bunch of holes in it. What's going to happen? The water is going to continue draining up, no matter if you continue to fill it. Mm. So, using the breath, the gift to all life is breath. So, so profound, so simple, and yet we have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, we're, and we're doing it right now, unconsciously. <laughs> the, so a, a, a being that is very, 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 very dear to me here in, in outside of Coimbatore shared with me over the over time a simple breathing exercise that he shares with the CEOs of companies in Singapore, in Malaysia, now in Europe, and also in the US. The simple breathing exercise is a Breathe in for three, you hold for three, you breathe out for three, and you hold for three. Can, can, can we do that? Can you do that while we're live? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's do it. I sure. want to do it with you. Why not? Okay, all right. So, so all, everyone, all of us, all of us together, we just sit comfortably, you know, sitting very comfortably, not feet crossed, uh, and sitting erect, prefer. If you were lying down, you're lying down. That's lovely. Uh, just let a breath out with a little And then when we begin, I will do the counting. And it's not going, do not focus on the number. It's going to be as this. One, two, three, hold. One, two, three, hold. One, two, three, hold. One, two, three. That's the whole cycle. So are we, are we, are we, are we breathing in and holding for counts of three, or are we breathing in and out? So as we breathe in, we breathe in gently, very gently, and sometimes it is also helpful to have the lips slightly parted. Hmm? So lips slightly parted, and if one has to also breathe using the, uh, the lips, it's okay. It's perfectly okay. So, but it has to be soft. So the softness goes that you are almost like with a straw, you are drawing, but not a, a, you are drawing water, you're drawing air, you're actually drawing water into you. Mm. And you just allow that to flow into you completely. And when it is held, 
it is held, it fills, it fills the alveoli of the lungs. It's like a rush of ions that have come and they've just flourished the alveoli. And, it, and then you continue that to the chakras so that it begins to flow all the way down to the tips of your toes. Mm. And then when you hold, you are just holding that space. One, two, three. And then you let go. And when okay. you let go, the, the first three let goes. Because we all live in very, very lively environments, I'm sure. <laughs> right? So... <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I live out in the country. I'm trying to not have such a lively uh, environment, you know. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> but, but since we all do in more ways than one, so the, the first three, allow that to completely flow from your mouth. So I'm going to send out a sign. Do you feel that? Mm-hmm. Right, so that came from the mouth and all the way from the belly, you're letting out like you have let off and opened the safety valve of a steam engine. And so, you, and so we do that for three breaths and we'll do that for one whole minute, which is, and each three is a 12 second, is a 12 cycle. So five of those cycles would be about a minute. Okay. In principle. Wow. wow. So shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Right. So now and then the third part. So we've let go and now we hold. We come back to the breathing. So the same cycle of breathing. Soft and deep and filling yourself as a waterfall of ions. One, two, three. And you don't even have to do that. You can do that in stillness. What I mean by stillness is you are doing that. You are not even perturbing a feather in mm. front of you. Mm. When you get to touch that space, that's ultimately the most refined way. It's okay. Do it where it is comfortable for one. Where it is comfortable. So it is very, very, so one flows till ultimately if you take a feather and you place that feather in front of your nostrils, even when you exhale and there is not even a flutter, then you have begun to touch master. Wow. Well, let's see if we can do that in one minute, shall we? <laughs> Maybe, <I don't, laughs> fast, track to, fast track to the master, right? <laughs> so, let's have a toast to that. <laughs> all right, so let's see. Count, count us down and walk us through it, Krishna. Okay, all right. So, hmm, one. Pranam to everyone. So, let's begin the soft breath. Breathing in. One, two, three, holding, one, two, three, exhaling, one, two, three, holding, one, two, three, pause, breathing in, 
One, two, three. Holding. One, two, three. Exhaling. One, two, three. Holding. One, two, three. Pause. Again. Breathing in. Softly and deeply. One, two, three. Holding. One, two, three. Exhaling. One, two, three. And holding. One, two, three. Pause. Breathing in. One, two, three. Holding. One, two, three. Exhaling from nostrils with the feather. One, two, three. Holding. One, two, three. Pause. Breathing in. One, two, three. Holding. One, two, three. Breathing out. Feather. One, two, three. Holding. One, two, three. Now in this pause, still keep the eyes closed. And gently with the right hand, from the elbow down, just begin to give it a rub and then move the left hand from the elbow, giving it a rub towards the fingers, anointing the palm together, giving it a little rub, and then going through the face and giving the whole face a little wash all the way to the head. And if you have the benefit of having a wonderful radiant surface like dear Krishna has, out here, then of course it has very even. And then softly open the eyes. Aho. Aho. Wow. That was, you know, you know what that reminds me so much of? Um, it reminds me of uh, a couple things. Wim Hof. Do, do you know who Wim Hof is? They call him the ice shaman. Have, have you heard of him before? Repeat the name again, please. Uh, W-I-M. In Dutch, you would say Wim. But, but in, in uh, uh, English, people say Wim. Like W-I-M. Wim Hof. H-O-F. They, uh, they call him the ice shaman, right? And uh, he is all about breathing. And so very similar to, um, to, to the exercise that you just took us through. But, um, you know, yeah. So it's, it's stuff that you kind of know, you know. And uh, he is tapped into very much into the Ayurvedic and to the chakras, right? So he will do those types of breathing, but in a, in a bath full of ice, right? Or in ice water. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so anyway, I don't want to get too much into that, but I, I got to, you know, I'll just, just describe how I feel. Like, wow, I, I, I feel that energy current really just going all the way down into my fingertips, down to my toes. And uh, I feel a lot calmer than I did just two minutes ago. So I'm, I can only, you know, I can, for those of you out there, you know, hopefully just rewind this a little bit and maybe try that, you know, take, take time out and try it and see how you feel. But, you know, doing that uh, multiple times a day, 
Um, you know, I think about doing that on uh, maybe a drive home, you know, if you're stuck in traffic, just taking a little bit of time out, maybe not with your eyes closed, um, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, my dear Brett, you know, to, to, to incorporate, to incorporate. So let's, you know, we'll take some examples. As, so, so as an example, you know, we are, and of course, there are folks out there who probably have the benefit of uh, being in a vehicle where they may end up in traffic, uh, and etc. But it is all part of the flow, and the one has to anticipate it. Mm-hmm. When I say anticipate, it is. It is what it is. So if it is what it is, then there is a redefinition. So now comes the breathing, where the breathing, and especially with a, and that's why Krishna's world is in the world of oils, mm. as you also know. Yeah, tell us more. Tell us more about the oils. Mm. How do they tie so, into what we've been talking about? Okay, so in, in very very simply, if you if the, there is a site called the divinegarden.com. Okay. Divinegarden.com. All right. Yeah, I'm going to put the, that in the show notes. Yeah. The divinegarden.com. The divinegarden.com. Okay. So we know, we know the power of the olfactory. When I say we know, we have just begun to get a flavor <laughs> mm. of, of the essence of the power of olfactory, which in nature is resplendent. The, the sensory world, when you walk in, when you walk in and there is frankincense, that there is a smudge of frankincense. Like walking, if when you're in a church and there's frankincense in the church. My mother used to frankincense the house every evening. And Krishna does it to this day. Even here in the apartment in Bangalore. <laughs> mm. Mm. Why, why, why? You see, again, it's not about the why, but we know smudging, vibration, it's life. Right? It's life. Mm -hmm. And that aspect, that aspect of there is no same old, same old. I've heard that from many, from many a soul, once upon a time. The, there is a vibrance, vitality that is continuously occurring. And of course, we have to have that presence. So in the middle of the traffic, one's mind can go awash. Ah, or one can draw the mind. So hence, a little bottle. And in that bottle, out comes a genie. <laughs> <laughs> And that genie triggers the olfactory, which then works on the olfactory bulb, and then it goes on into the entire endocrine system, from the hypothalamus to the pituitary to the pineal, and it continues and fills the entire ecosystem in a nanosecond. A Nobel was awarded to the olfactory but still the work is incomplete. 
am I correct in saying that the smell or olfactory, uh, our, our sense of smell is the quickest way to the amygdala, to, to, the, to the, our sort of reptilian brain? Is that yes. and our subconscious yes. is that's the quickest quickest way to it, get there, right? It 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 triggers it triggers the amygdala. Mm-hmm. It triggers the amygdala. What it also then begins to foster, it increases the light in the system. See, the level of light in the system increases by 30%, 40%, just by one breath. Is is this is this because the of a combination of the air, but also the frequency of the oil? Like, are they vibrating at a much higher frequency than the plants would be, or how does that work? Do you know? Well, now now we are really going into the very harmonic. Yes, tune I, I love to that. Every I love aspects it. of what we do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, see. Jim Morrison, in, a, in an album of his, in The Doors, right, had, had very, very precise uh, lyrics, right? And in those precise lyrics, he had got to see the end, got to see the sun, nothing but to do but run, 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 let's run. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. House upon a hill, moon is lying still, shadows of the leaves, whispers in the wild breeze. Come on, baby, run with me. Run with me. And he went on. Right? But those vibrations of lyrics begin to tune in because one can tune in. So you're in the traffic jam and you've got the old factory, the little genie out there, it could be peppermint, it could be lavender, it could be a blend, it could be a flower, it could be a bouquet of orange, the essential oil of orange, or a blend with orange and a few others. See, so these fusions to travel with you are are almost essential. As in the Sufi, they have a word, a word, it conveys that very, Always remember to combine the essential with the necessary. Hmm. The essential touch the breath. They touch poetry. They touch through art, which is why Rorik talked about art, science, and spirit, which the Rorik Treaty, well, as you know, that was signed by uh, President Roosevelt and 21 other nations in 1935 is to uphold that irrespective of war or peace, the highest ideals of human potential is to be upheld, fostered in art, in science, and in spirit. Aho! Aho! <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I mean, for uh, for those of you listening out there, you know, obviously there's so much to so many different areas to get into here, you know. Um, and I think once you start exploring, I know that many of you listening are are quite deep into some of these areas that we've been touching on. But um, you know, the the thing that I'm really getting from you, Krishna, which I love, is 
the combination of um, being able to look at ourselves and the world around us through a different lens and then being able to incorporate very simple things in our lives to uh, shift things on, on almost on a cellular level, you know, to shift things um, and in a very profound way. But I think that for a lot of people, we overcomplicate that process, right? Because we try and mentalize uh, a lot of the spiritual work. And we obviously try and mentalize a lot of the physical work, which is why our mind overrides a lot of our physical actions. You know, we, we want to do something, but our mind will tell us not to do it or to do something we shouldn't do. And so really what I'm hearing from you, and, and you're really taking me back now a good 10, 10 12 years in my journey, is, is sometimes just looking at things a little bit differently and changing perspective, you know, changing perception. Or the uh, the sanskara, right? The sanskara is just changing the lens that we look through, and uh, incorporating very simple tools can change us on a very profound level, uh, which 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 I think should be empowering for a lot of people listening to this. Hopefully. Well, see, we have fifty trillion cells we've been gifted with, and they are in a field of water, and from Lipton's work, they mm -hmm. communicate with mm -hmm. light. Alexander Dubrov wrote in 1940 about vector communication between cells. So there's, there's a collective reference. You know, knowledge and wisdom are here to empower everyone. We have we have lived with knowledge bereft of wisdom. Yes, that is such a, a really good point. That's a very good point. You know, knowledge, knowledge with the absence of wisdom is actually a very dangerous thing, I think, because it's not being used correctly. You know, it's almost like the analogy of giving a 16-year-old a, a Ferrari, right? You know, they, they just, they're just learning how to drive, but they've got this top-of-the-line Ferrari that drives you know, 250 miles an hour. And there's a high likelihood that they're going to crash because they're not mm -hmm. quite sure how to use it. And so wisdom will allow you to be able to drive that Ferrari much better. Um, and, and, and also to be able to help the Ferrari to achieve its chief, its chief performance, right? It's peak performance. <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, but I, I think that medicine, you know, and again, not to slam anyone, but I think that medicine... You know, because we've compartmentalized everything, because everything is in such isolation and we've got a specialist that just looks at this one part, um, we've, we've lost sight of the whole, I feel. And, and I would actually say not even just in modern medicine, I would say in all, uh, in all facets of, of health and wellness. You know, I mean, the fitness industry is another one where we're just looking at external physique a lot of the time and we're not paying much attention to internal uh, well-being, right? See, that so, source connect is where everything comes to, no? it converges. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we, there, is a, there is a wisdom saying that we know the source from where we come. Our journey is back to source. What's required of us is detailed work. But that detailed work is so like taking a straight line and we keep projecting it and projecting and projecting it and projecting it and it goes to infinity, and it eventually will come back to its starting point. 
That is imprinted into each and every cell. And we've gifted 50 trillion of them. That mm -hmm. sitting, being still, the word stillness doesn't mean that we have to sit still. No, we could be running and we are still. Mm -hmm. We could be in every process and be still. What's the eye of the hurricane? It is still, no? Mm -hmm. When we touch stillness, everything resides in there. That is ultimately our source connect. Would, would, you, would you say that that's the seat of our consciousness? That is the seed. That is the seed. Because I feel like for a lot of people, I mean, all of us, right? We live in the modern world. Things are hectic. Things are busy all the time. I find it's very easy to get pulled off your center. Yes. It's very easy. You have to really work to stay on your center. Um, you know, which, which is why when you get into uh, Ayurveda, when you get into yoga, when you get into some of the practices, I mean, Qigong is very much the same. It's a practice, right? It's an everyday, um, you know, or, or, or multiple times a week kind of practice. Well, there, is a, there is a very key point here, a very key point, is when we begin a function. So let's say we are incorporating the breathing. Do it continuously for 21 days. Mm. In other words... Be in touch with the process. You may not go through the five, no. But work towards it so that it is incorporated into the rhythm of your day. But do it for 21 days. If you were to be interrupted, well, it's an alibi. <laughs> 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 Convenient, convenient. <laughs> okay, convenient. <laughs> you start again from one. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, and just, just allow this to, to sector, to bring that sector into, and then it becomes a rhythm of life. And as we know, breath is the dynamism to our, all our moments. It's a dynamism to all other moments. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you feel, you know, just for listeners out there, you know, maybe for some people listening to this, this is really far out there. They've never thought about this. Um, they're wondering how to get started, you know, because I think for a lot of people, what I'm getting at is for a lot of people, I think we're, we are under the impression that we have to do so much to be healthy, right? Whether that's mental health, physical health, whatever. Like we're expected, you know, for a lot of people that consumes all of our time, you know, so every minute of my day, every waking minute, I have to be either at the gym or I've got to be meditating or I've got to be eating right or, and, you know, do, do you feel that there's actually a much more simplistic way to do this? And do you also feel that, you know, what I'm hearing from you anyway, correct me if I'm wrong, is that, simple things for 21 days. I mean, even if you just did two minutes of breathing exercise one, once a day for 21 days, you know, would that have a profound effect on, on the way you feel? See there, that's the, these are the formulas. These are the mm. algorithms. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, it's good for people to hear it, right? Because I think that again, it's it's overcomplicated. Um, you know, especially when you throw marketing behind it as well, where companies are selling a product or selling a service or selling an app or something, you know, and you're just clutching at every single thing to try and improve your health. And I think that for a lot of people, all of us, you know, but those listening to this, um, perhaps we've overcomplicated things and perhaps it's time to really just revisit some of the basic tried and tested things that have really stood the test of time for thousands of years um, in, in disciplines like Ayurvedic medicine. See, there are tools. There are tools also, dear friend, because we live in tech world, no. Mm-hmm. We live in a tech world. We we are we are around. We are we are around, and they are integral part of action and activity. Now, the 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 essence over here is the formulation, because we begin to observe nature. We are nature. We are the tides of life. Mm-hmm. Also, we also know when there is a not not even overload, but when we know we are we are pushing ourselves. It's all right. It's important to also foster all of these. I mean, we, we are on the move uh, in more ways than one. All of us. Now, it is how do we rhythmically be in the fostering stage so that as music, we are, we are, as music, we incorporate all of them into notes and tones. Mm. So we begin to plant a seed that we can begin to entrain the mind. And the entraining of mind, we take, as very simply put, uh, this, is how, this is how this guy that is over here chatting, Krishna, mm. right, is I, a dot was in my forefinger, right hand forefinger, on the a little dot. That dot was about 18 inches away from the area of the third eye. And from the two eyes, you focal, you focus as a triangulation. And to the center point, that's on the tip of the forefinger. And then you close your eyes and you move that point up, down, Bring it back to the center, move it to the left, move it to the right. If it is out of focus or not there, you open your eyes again. And now you pay also attention to your breathing while you're doing this, because more often than not, the breathing has completely gone. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. I was actually just doing that right now while you were talking and breathing. I wasn't even focused on the breathing at all. I was just trying to focus on my finger, right? So, right. Um, yeah, yeah. Right, so, so now, and you, now, you, you're, now you're opening up the rhythms because you see how the focal points, you see where the energy has been. So mm-hmm. what are we really doing? We are coming into tune with this whole ecosystem that's already in here. We are the most refined laboratory that's there on the cosmos. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you know what I find is just such an interesting and amusing paradox, right? Is when, when you say to people, you know, uh, meditation, right? We're not going to get too much into meditation today, but what you just did was, was a form of meditation. And it's so simple when you say it, you know, you just say, well, just focus on your breath, 
go one two three one two three one two three and then look at your finger and there you go and but then when you try and do that you know i challenge anyone listening to this just try and sit down for 10 minutes and not think about anything it's really really difficult you know it's almost impossible and uh therein lies the paradox right because even trying to sit for two minutes just sit still for two minutes and don't think about anything or not even don't think about anything but just have full control over your over your thought or let your thoughts go it's very very difficult and this is why you know the um uh, the, the the sadhus and the yogis you know meditate for decades you know their whole life to try and achieve that state where they can fully let go so i don't want to downplay anything you know and, so and also, all, no it all began with 21 day cycles exactly right <laughs> so, exactly so that, that's what i was going to say is the point of all of this is not to overwhelm people and say you're never going to get there the point is to say that you got to start somewhere you know there's no uh, you can't go from a zero to a hundred without going through one two three four five six you know up to 99 That's well, every ladder, the then you works. can go up the ladder. There, you can set up a ladder, and if you're lucky enough, you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, in in the interest of time, Krishna, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna wrap us up uh, today. But you know, really wonderful to to just sit down, and I know we could just keep on going for a lot longer, and and you have so much to offer. Um, but before I do let you go, um, you know. Is there anything that we have not spoken about that you maybe want to touch on? And then um, I'll also ask you uh, where people can catch up with you um, online, uh, look at your work, um, anything else you want to share with me there. And I'll put those into the show notes um, underneath this episode. The overarching, the overarching content for our get-together was to, to bring forth technology that reveals the nature of light within us, the nature of how this has been fostered to live life thriving. Mm -hmm. Thriving. This is a step forward. Always. 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 And how, and it's not how do we accomplish them, but As the flow of water begins, when it starts on the top of the mountain, it continues its journey till it begins to form a rivulet. And that becomes a stream that goes into the tributaries and so on, to rivers and finally to the ocean. Well, this was about fostering this in our collective community, which I understand from Brett, also brings forth folks in the field both from medicine to the integrative sciences and more. So all of which are never separate from one another. They're mm -hmm. all integrated. Everything is integrated. The aspect of fostering is here we have a science that is simple. Ultimately, we need to bring everything to the simple, do we not? I think That's, we forget that, you know. Ah, there. Now, that, that forget, it's been erased from the blackboard. Now, we no longer need blackboards, but these are the high vision points. Hmm. See, these are the high vision points. So, when that 
High vision point is always at the point of focus. And this is where we talked about there are daily practices that go with all this. Yes. From putting little dots on the wall and every time you look at the dot on the wall, bingo, it's sending a informational <laughs> signal right to your pineal. Boom! Because you've already set that into place. And very soon, it becomes a very natural process. And you're, the factor of alertness is naturally exemplified. Can we measure it? Yeah, we can measure it. Can we, can we explore it in, in depth? Sure, we can explore it in, in depth. We can go all the way to an electron microscope and look at it. That's the kind of detail that we have. But let's bring it all. And that's the dynamism of life, which exists not in the matter body, as we know, because we are in this world, but not of it. Mm. And that begins your 21-day practices. It's not, it's for all of us. Yeah, yeah. today is it an interwoven fabric of Krishna's life? Yeah, it is an interwoven fabric into Krishna's life. It's been, it's not about the amount, the period of chronological timeline of, that Krishna has been here. We come from the source field, all of us. That source connect is essential. So this interact, interaction was bringing together, but ultimately it is about source connect. And that is our empowered direction to each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to each and every one of us that we interact with, that we interplay with of life. Well, I feel I feel that if uh, you know, as we connect more to that as a collective, I I truly feel and believe that that is what require that is what is required for our evolution. Uh, I I believe that we need a quantum shift in spiritual evolution, and and I believe that the only way that we're going to do that is to start tapping into that source um, for each of us as individuals, and obviously for us as a collective as well. Um, because there's a lot of disconnect, there's a lot of damage that's been done in the world, and um, you know, lots of distractions, lots of distortions, and all of that. So, um, yeah, I, I love the way that you frame things. I love the way that you've put things. So, so thank you for your insights today, Krishna. Oh, it is my absolute joy and pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a wonderful time talking to you, and I'm glad that uh, we could do some of those exercises and get into some things that um, are, you know, maybe, um, yeah, just a little bit, a little bit different from what I would normally do on the show, which is great. No, it would be lovely. You know, what would be also wonderful is to be able to, because we are all interactive communities on this grand platform of life. And today we have the, uh, the aspect of technology that can start integration of such systems. You know, not just sharing inputs, but there are insights that always begin to, uh, to, to spring forth. Insights that begin to spring forth. And when these insights come together, they, they have a life of their own. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. because they've come together under one clear condition. All action has come from the heart. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Till the passion is from the heart. Till that, and it's got to be unbounded. And what I love about these types of platforms is that it lives forever, right? It's out there. It's out in the ether, and it will stay there, which is fantastic. So, correct, correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, <laughs> all right. And on that note, we're going to wrap things up for today. Thank you, Krishna, once again for your time, and thank you, folks, for uh, tuning in. Um, hopefully. This was uh, an enjoyable podcast for you. Uh, Definitely something um, different, which is great. And as I said in the beginning of season three, uh, I really want to try and bring some guests on that are, you know, fulfilling and speaking more, uh, I I guess, uh, to the spiritual, to the, you know, the mental, emotional, spiritual side of things. Um, It's not something that I've focused on with the podcast, but it's definitely something that uh, I really want to revive and bring back and uh, continue with um, because that is really the core tenet of um, holistic health in general. All right. So, um, Krishna, thank you so much. I have a request to ask. Yes, please. May, May Krishna transmit an invocation, a vibrational invocation. Please do. That would be a great way to end the show. Okay. So with everyone very comfortable in your respective postures, I'm going to be breathing in and sending out a transmission. So just absorb the transmission uh, permeating into you as waves that that are in this grand body of the planet that we are on. Two more times. Oh. Oh, that was fantastic. Thank you so much. Indeed. Indeed. Yes. All right, to everyone out there, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Um, As always, uh, if you did, uh, please consider uh, subscribing, leaving us a review, and most importantly, sharing this with your friends, your family, and your community. So thanks once again, Krishna, for coming on. Oh, a delight. Absolutely. A delight, dear friend. And for those of you listening out there, you have yourself a beautiful day wherever you are. Thank you.